Hello, welcome to the Dead Air Dudes. I'm Izzy. I'm Raka, and we are here. Welcome because, back. Because on Netflix, there is a Western out that's kicking major ass right now. Would you call this a kicking names? You Western? Would you, what, would you, what would you call this, Raka? I call it, yeah, it can be a neo-Western type, but I I think instead of making this insane amount of subcategories, it is in its truest form a Western. No, it Actually, is. It has all the elements of a Western. It's set in the West. It's yes. cowboys. It's gunslingers. It's big moral dilemma. It's revenge. Yes. Gun, Bottom line. Cowboys, horses. Outlaws. Outlaws, sheriffs, marshals, and all the good stuff. Uh, women, men, and yeah. All right. It, we're talking about, obviously, The Harder They Fall, the 2021 film. It's been put on Netflix, what, I think it was last week. It's directed by James Samuel, Samuel and stars Jonathan Majors, Zazie Beats. Oh, it's a star-studded cast. Idris Elba, we can go on and on. Regina King, Lakeith Stanfield, which was uh, he's one of my favorites. Uh, he was in awesome. the entire playing Cherokee Bill. Peggy, uh, you have freaking um, Delroy Lindo, yes. uh, a legendary actor in many films. So, all in all, let's get to the main, the main uh, highlight here. Well, this ask, is a Western. Let me ask you this one question. Does it make a difference whether or not? Because people are going to always think about this. Is it a big deal or don't you care? Or it's not a big deal that Jay-Z was involved in the production of his film? Um, if you had told me that or didn't tell me that, it doesn't change my viewpoint of the film. Maybe that's the best way I can answer. Good. No, I agree. I mean, it doesn't. So it, 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 it doesn't have an influence. The only influence post fact you telling me that is the musical score was pretty good. Yes. This is a super change up from your typical Westerns with a whistling and the shooting and some maybe old style country. This was reggae. This was uh, some hip hop. This was some modern tunes thrown in there. This was a lot of folk songs that were sung for centuries yeah. in the backdrop. So yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed the soundtrack. It was refreshing for a Western. No, most definitely. And this was a reimagined Western, obviously, because of the biggest highlight is the all-star cast, predominantly African-Americans, in a new look at Westerns. Not because they were excluded, which they were, but because... These characters, as they mentioned in the very beginning, are based on true characters. The actual plot and storyline is fictitious, but these characters did exist. These outlaws, lawmen, everyone of African-American descent, who this is based in 19th century America. So not really sure whether this is post-Civil War. Looks like it was. There's a lot of social tensions and economic disparity, obviously, but you're talking about that incorporated into the main thrust of the story, which is it's a revenge plot. 
Exactly. It wasn't a movie that was, okay, it's supposed to be a movie played by a quote-unquote white cast, and oh, we're just going to change it up and just put African-American actors or or people of color, quote-unquote. But it was a story that was natural, and it was normal within the boundaries of these characters, or I'm sorry, these real people, like you said, that existed. And it was a story based upon them that made sense, that was interesting, that told a story, which is the, like you mentioned before, the big revenge plot or the whole revenge story. Okay. And not to minimize the subplots, no. where it was also it, it was also addressed about how women were treated. Yeah, what well, we yeah, and how 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 women were were looked upon, jobs and roles, and what was expected of because Regina King's character was was very strong, as well as um, the lead feminist, very strong as far as well. Look, they make their own decisions. They're powerful. They kick ass. They could be ruthless, and they one character in particular has expanded her business to multiple different cities financially successful definitely in charge didn't matter if you're the guy girl gang whatever she was successful she was in charge and you can even take one character which they did not mention it overtly but cuffy who yes they constantly make a joke of the fact that they call her a boy and we know that obviously it's a, it's it's you know an actress or you know and we never established the fact because at that time obviously you don't have pronouns or whatever but you can tell that they are you know not your regular quote unquote you know female actress as far as playing that role you know what i mean or which was also good with the movie you brought that up is to segue the fact that they departed from a lot of uh stereotypes which is a very good thing and stereotypes not only of racial lines but uh sex gender lines and what you are not not supposed to do the script was really well done in my opinion in that most of the characters had carved out pretty good lines that make them stand out from one another instead of being oh these were all gangsters or these were all bad guys and bad guys and bad guys are the same I thought there was a very small but good enough amount of humor Uh, some people had a slower drawl like Southern some people would talk faster. Uh, you know, little subtle things that really made this movie very well done. The director in particular didn't overdo it with like Zack Snyder type slow-mos. No. And, I mean, and big blow-up scenes. He did have some of that, but not... In the fight scenes. That, uh, you know, Mr. Zack Snyder or even his predecessor, Michael Bay, has. But I do have to disagree with you. I believe the writing was a bit. <sighs> Can I see generic? 
not so much generic, ah. amateurish. Ah. I think that the caliber of actors elevated the sort. Oh, for sure. I mean, what it was. I, 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 I have to that, state, yeah. Jonathan yeah. Majors, he he acted superbly. Obviously, he had the most uh, screen time. For all you guys, um, the Majors playing Kang in the he's the yeah. antagonist in the upcoming in Marvel Phase Four so Kang far. series. So he is he was also in um the geez, H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, what was it called? The series. The yes, uh, the this the space horror, uh, yeah. sci fi horror series. Well, he got canceled. I mean, like, I mean, that and he is great in this. I just Elba brings star power name, but he had very minimalized roles, screen time, and dialogue, but the ground wasn't as much. But the gravitas he brought was fine. Same thing with Regina King. Regina King had a had a um, oh, she had a strong role. She did have a strong role, but w- which was worthy of her of caliber of, of the actress she is. But it was also um, a secondary role, which I was kind of surprised she took it. Zazy Beats was the, I guess the fiend, the second the first stagecoach Mary. Yes. Well, yeah, she was. You know, she's obviously the the. Uh, I can't say heroin in distress because, she, yeah, she was shackled and caught you know, up. But and, and we can't even say love interest because she was, but yet she was very integral to the role <laughs> as far as she wasn't in damsel. She was not the damsel in distress. She was not the heroine, like you said, in peril. She was, she was, I mean, I mean, it's in the best, probably best way possible. She was the, the badass bitch she was, you know what I mean? Lakeith Stanfield playing Cherokee Bill was stole the show in many instances. By far my favorite. He was fantastic. He was almost sociopathic. Yes. He and he would he would a subtle a subtle humor toying with his uh, victims before they go. Yeah, I mean it was like he had this rule or this uh like the way he reacted to people who challenged him and just violence in general, yet he broke every single rule. That's what I'm going to say. I don't want to spoil anything else, but yes. He, he, he was cooler than cool. He was cooler than cool. Cooler than cool. Yes, he was. All he right, was so <clears throat> beyond the storyline and the dialogue and the writing and the character um, development, yes, the story's pretty linear. Um, and I think you're right. What elevates the entire production is the actors, the director to to some extent. And one thing that we touched on before I'll get back to it now is <clears throat> the soundtrack was was pretty cool. Reimagined kind of gave you, it, 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 it gave you a good vibe when you needed to. It gave you uh, a pretty cold punch in reality when it's got you know things are gonna go down. It was very good and paired well with the action. Um, I got to say, I was blown away by the movie in a sense that I didn't have the highest expectations and I didn't know what I was walking into. And as a fan of Westerns myself, I have not seen a Western, actually a good Western, in a while. I don't know if you can go back to... uh, Well, no, that's too far back. Uh, The re... The reboot of uh, the rooster. Uh, the rooster. 
Uh, what's his name? Tombstone? Not Tombstone. Uh, geez, I can't believe I'm blanking. Uh, uh, uh the, the remake of the movie that True Grit. True Grit. That's probably the last Western I liked. Like, and that's what eight, ten years ago. It might be more than that, but yeah, more than that. And well, so that's it's been a while, and I know it's hard to go revisit a Western in modern times, and everybody's into cell phones and technology and this and that. But this was a really good Western, man. I mean, for today's day and age, to go back in time, and there's a lot of factors now that you didn't have factored in again. Uh, hang them high. And Sundance Kid, I mean, there's stereotypes of Native Americans, of African Americans, of women and men, and they play to that. Well, that's what, you know what audiences at the time wanted to watch. One, one negative is that I would have liked to have seen some Native Americans. I mean, I guess we know that Cherokee Bill is half. He, he even actually, there's a moment where he spoke. Actually, yeah. He spoke. I, I'm going I mean, you know, if not, just let me know, guys. But uh, I would have preferred to see, you know, many Americans in the movie, but I get it. You know, it was just very specific to that, you know. And yeah, now, if you guys don't know, Nat Love, Mary Fields, Rufus Buck, Cherokee Bill, Bill Pickett, Jim Beckworth, and Bass Reeves were all legitimate historical figures. As Rocker mentioned before, this story in particular may not be real, but they all were real. So, another fun fact: James Samuel, James Samuel, the director, is the younger brother of musician Seal. Go figure. Mm-hmm. A little fun fact. <clears throat> well, there you go in how it ties into the musical soundtrack. So if you guys out there are looking for something to fill the void and your post-Halloween horror movies, as we coast into the Christmas, New Year's holiday season and the dreaded old man winter, um, yes, there's Silent Night, Deadly Night. There's there's Elf. There's a whole bunch of, of Christmas movies. But before we get into all that noise... Log into your Netflix account or whoever account you use and go watch the movie. It is very entertaining. I can't say it wasn't. It was very entertaining. I think it will pleasantly surprise you in that sense. Uh, If I had to give a rating, I'd give it three and a half tombstones. Yeah, it was a very good film. A bit long. It's like two hours and like eleven. Or yeah, eight. two plus. Yeah, in today's world, where one hour and a half is too long. And let's be honest. I would say it gets going after the first hour, once uh, the Nat Love Gang actually reaches the Rufus Black Gang or Rufus. Uh, the Crimson. Um, yeah, Rufus. The Crimson Bob Hoods Bob. or whatever. And. Well, they get to his town. Um, yeah, get to the town of Erdis Elvis town. Redwood. Okay. And, yeah, dude, it was a good movie, man. It's a very good movie. And three if and you also appreciate... Three, three and a half. Three and a half. Stars. If you um, 
if you appreciate good acting, you'll see what we mean. How the acting really elevates the the, the rather predictable plot line. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, stick through it. Some of the lines are hokey, but get through it. It gets better, and you have you know, I mean, I was satisfied. Satisfied. The one good thing that they've they've updated is the guns kind of act like uh, Quentin Tarantino's type of guns. They're all like magnums. One shot, you blow somebody's brains away, or they go like 50 feet in the air. I don't know about guns in that era, but these guns kick ass. All right, that's all we have to say for now. Uh, We're going to tune in as we will hit Eternals. We're going to hit some of the bigger movies that are out. There's a few movies coming out, and the DC has some lined up. Uh, Don't go away, and we'll definitely get back to you with all this info also anime con is coming up this sunday uh, this we'll weekend be there and we will be we will cover it we will vlogging live and yeah and, and do what we did last time we're going to do montage with some very awesome cosplay you think comic-con has cosplay these people in anime con take this stuff religiously that's serious cheers and again thank you for almost five thousand podcast downloads thank you for I don't know, over nearing 200,000 YouTube video views. And of course, all the subscribers and uh, likes, comments that you leave us. We are greatly appreciated. Uh, we see you there, Dark Horse, and all you other guys. Thank you so much. And uh, keep keep tuned in. Save the whales. Please comment, subscribe. I'm Izzy. I'm Rocco. Save the whales. Take care, guys.